Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Fletch. We've got Matty Johns on the line. Matty, you there? Missile. Here you going, brother. Hey, Fletch. Hello, Matthew. Now, yesterday after I left you, um, you were going to start 75 hard. Yes. Have you yes. started? Is day, one day, day one hard. Day one. Day one. Day one. Yeah, the hardest thing in day one has just been drinking four litres of water. Correct. At the moment, I'm 2.8 litres, and I'm just trying to work out what they do with the other one. Where does it go? Can you wash your hair? <laughs> <laughs> you Make know, sure, don't save it till before you go to bed or your night's ruined. You'll be up pissing uh, all night. No, but your body yeah. gets used to it. Yeah, it does, I tell you what, yeah. Matty, I was doing. I was chew, uh, chewing ice. <laughs> I, I started to chew ice um, from the free, freezer. Yeah. Not that. Yep. Uh, uh, that seemed to work a lot to curb my hunger. What's the yeah. What's oh. the rules around eating on this seventy five hard? So you got to go on a, on a diet, yeah. Maddie. What yeah. diet are you on? Right. I'm doing six small meals a day, and yeah. your recommendation: no white carbs. No white carbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If it's white, yep. it ain't right. Mm. Yep. How far are you off your playing weight at the moment, Matty? I saw you on Insta. You look like you're in decent shape. You're not oh, not much mate. weight to lose. The trip to America doesn't do the weight a lot of good, Missile, as you'd like to know. Uh, Fletch went over. He did a little sojourn across uh, the United States. Mm. I did the same. I had a couple of weeks over there. And just basically, every meal you have, it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> we ordered a nachos for entree. And like half of Mexico turned up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... it. it then brought it over the table, and I was just like, I had a panic attack. And, you know, you ordered your mains as well, and just go, mate, where am I going to put all this? It, it was, uh, man. Is, um, would, would you, uh, oh, the boys are back now living with you, but when you um, were without the kids, would you cook at home every night? Well, is Trish or yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, look, I, this is going to, like, I don't want you know people jumping over the top of me at sensitive, mm. sensitive times, but Trish would. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's no, a, that's fair. For, for yeah. Yeah, yeah, for um, I mean, for, for health reasons, I generally don't cook. I'm, I'm yeah. look, Miss Ol, as Fletch will tell you, I have very, very few fine motor skills. Mm. Um, I can't like. I'm not handy at all. Like, it's so embarrassing. Neighbor came over the other day, and Trish was, I was holding the fly screen, and she was nailing it in. It's just so embarrassing. So, no, cookie's not really my go. I can, you know, steak and that, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, if you want a little bit of variation of the seasoning or something a little bit different, then I'm not your man. So, yes, but, um, yeah, but we, yeah, well, the boys are. It does make a difference, Fletch, because the the, old, the younger fellas back here now. It certainly makes a difference to the dynamics of the house, yeah. which you'll find out, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it'll happen. Yep. Um, yes, it. The, the the children act as a, 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 what you would say a cartilage between you and uh, and the wife right. when they're no longer there. It tends to be a little bone on bone, if you know. What oh, okay. Mm. Have you thought about uh, when the boys on that they're back now, but when they do eventually move out full time, what about an exchange student? 
because you can get. Uh, I had a friend Excellent. who I had a friend who who had a, a Korean yeah a Korean girl. Oh, yeah. And, um, North Korean or South? South, of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're not touching the North Koreans. No. They go to Marylands. And um, what happens is it's a company and they pay you a certain amount of, of rent. And he was getting something like 500 a week. And he wow. had to, yeah, he had to supply his uh, Korean students. Are you serious? Yeah. He had, to, he had to. Shit, I might take one at my yes, place. You should. <laughs> but you got to supply uh, everything food. Oh. Uh, alcohol, if they wanted. Do you have to teach them anything, or they just no, they teach themselves? No, coming. In, yeah, they come out to here, but I thought it yeah. was a, it was a beauty. Yeah. I well, the, that. well, the beauty of our house is downstairs at our house is almost like another, like it, it's downstairs has got a kitchen and and whatnot. So you could live. You have a person living downstairs, yeah. and we could live upstairs. The only thing is, I just find it like we've had people come and stay with us before, like. Um, People you don't know they're very very well doing a favour for a football club or something like that. Mm. I just find it awkward. Yeah, yeah. It's very get, hard to relax. But yeah. you get you get used to it. Uh, her name is Meng. My friend's name Meng Lao. So Meng, yeah. if shout out to to Meng. That's a good you're fan of the show. You're a big fan. Yeah, okay. Huge. Yeah, uh, we're with Matthew Johns. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great mm. savings every day. Matty, I've been noticing uh, Trish seems to spend an unusual amount of time in Byron Bay. Are you starting to worry yes. that she might have, like, a side piece up there or something? Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've suspected it. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny that actually she's just gone out. She's just gone to put the binders out. <laughs> you know, like, Trish sometimes goes, I'm thinking about going up and seeing the girls at Byron again. And I pretend, like, oh, okay, you, what, you're going again. But really, I just go, oh, how, how good. The moment she's out the door, <laughs> it's just, mate, straight down. Pants off. The beach oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't be doing that for 75 days. Uh, Matthew, no. let's, let's talk. Wait, is that part of it? What? No, no bonking alcohol. for 75 days. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 oh. no, no, no. Mate, I was talking about having a beer missile. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Matty, what I've got to know about the missile, uh, this is the first day in a long time, missile is one toey human. Oh, come yeah, on. You man. should see it. Well, you know, I've, I've heard the stories about the Olympics and yeah. uh, the amount of uh, protection they hand out. Um, yeah, you can take the boy out of the, vill- the Olympic village, but not the Olympic village out of the boy. Um, what do we got here? Hector's text through. Hector said he tried 75 hard, but he only made it to about 14 flaccid. Best of luck, Matty. You owe it to the triple X, triple XL shirts to whip yourself into shape after a big well, off season. Please start taking calls on Morning Glory. Oh, Hector. Hector oh, right. The calls. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, Hector, mate, send the text through. Send the like we take texts. I just don't like 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 we might take one or two. We've taken a couple, mm. but um, how do I say this? Uh, <laughs> You know, so, I, when I listen to a radio show, sometimes I'll 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 get there. Like for instance, I might, I'm, I'll be listening to you blokes, right? Mm. And I'm entertained. You're having a good time, and then sometimes you'll take a caller and say, "Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Mike on the on the phone." Hey, Mike, how you doing? He goes, "Yeah, going good, mate." Hey, listen, how do you reckon the Dragons will go this year? And I go, "Oh, mate, come on." <laughs> <laughs> we know, know we have yeah. a text here from a Mark who actually, actually can you ask Maddie what he thinks the Dragons will go this, this year? Um, all right, Matthew, uh, St Helens, St Helens versus Penrith. So we were talking about this where the World Club Challenge coming up. We're mm. we, we're thinking that this, I think the line was twenty four and a half. We're yeah. thinking they're going to need all of that. Yeah, they will. No doubt. Looking at the uh, like no Liam Martin. 
they're one or two missing, but man, strong side. You know, like, I just can't see um, St Helens handling their yardage game and in turn, like just yeah, you got Nathan there that you know his last tackle options. The other thing about like, okay, I, I think the game be a lot closer if you played at Allianz, mm. but going going to Penrith. Playing Penrith in Penrith doesn't matter, mate. You could, you can send the Melbourne Storm out to Penrith when Penrith are almost full strength, and you know you, Penrith will be the favourites. Let alone, you know St Helens and out of Penrith, a couple of things: uh, night football out, out tough out there, premiers, mate, hostile crowd, and it could be very, very hot. Yeah, forty degrees. Um, they're saying forty. 40, 40. Yeah, that's 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 a tough ask. I, I don't, mate. I. I They'd be doing very, very well to c- contain Penrith to less than a 24-point win. Mm. Uh, it's interesting with Penrith. Um, you know, going for three three comps in a row, which will put them up there, that we, we, you would say that they would be the greatest side of the modern era. The, the last time you did it was 81, 82, 83, of course, um, Parramatta. But I remember the Broncos boys, like it just shows you how hard it is to do that nobody has done it for such a long time. I remember playing the Broncos in 94 and they won the comp, of course, 92, 93 and then playing them in 94, we played them about halfway through the year and they were just a shadow of themselves. They were just they were just out on their feet mm. and I remember this, they played the semi-final, they got eliminated by the North Sydney Bears and watching them, they were just gone. You know, the petrol tank was on empty. You're playing, you know, you win the comp the first year, the second year everyone's up for you to play you. Yeah, everyone's starting to play representative origin and, uh, you know, long seasons. You're playing upwards of, you know, 35, 40 games. And then all of a sudden you're going to the third year and they're even they're even keener to knock you over. So very, very, very tough. The only thing, what goes in their favour is that I'm looking at the competition. I say, right, who can realistically win it? And I reckon there's only a few sides. There's only... There's only you know, maybe three, maybe four sides, in my opinion, that can win the comp. Then you've got a few sides that are on the next the next tier down. But, man, you've got a lot. The, the majority of the competition sort of sits sits in the mid-table. You know what I mean? There's so many sides in the competition where you'll say, right, where are they going to finish? And you go, oh, no, somewhere maybe between, you know, 8 and 12. Yeah. You know, that's so... That that's in their favour, but mate, it's a it, it's a tough ask, and particularly when you have a look at the Roosters boys, like the Roosters, uh, how they look. Although you know they're having a lot of trouble early in the season with injuries, but if they get those the injury concerns out of the way, the you know another year older for uh, Suoliti, another year older for uh, for the young halfback Walker, um, you know, and Brandon Smith in the side, so. Mate, they're going to be hard to beat the Chooks. Brandon Smith's been out and about yeah, yeah, around got, Bondi. We've got a, bit of, yes. exciting. a bit of intel. Does Cooper, does Cooper come across the bridge to uh, see Brandon in Bondi? Uh, he's gone over there a couple of times. Mm. He had a um, he, he had a bit of an afternoon out about a month ago with the boys. But Brandon, he comes over here a fair bit. You know, he spends a bit of, bit of time over here. He um, he and he he and my wife Patricia, who is here, they. They get on like a house on fire. They just mm. sit and play Bananagrams for hours. And Brandon is a particular favourite of Trisha. He's almost like part of the family. Mm, 
Might get an invite to Byron if he plays his <laughs> yeah, cards right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sounds well, good. yeah, he'll have to fight off the other bloke. <laughs> hey, uh, Matthew, we saw Aaron Woods, uh, the hard-hitting Aaron Woods, come out and give it to Kalen Ponga, saying, right. uh, yeah, he came out and said, you've got to grow up, you're the captain of the club, blah, 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 you're 25. Uh, didn't mince his words. Mm. How do you think, do you think maybe sometimes captaincy, it's, it can certainly help players. I've seen that with, mm-hmm. with players who like the responsibility. But if you're not a captain, I think they're forced it on him because he's their best player. Do you think they yeah. could maybe take the captaincy away from him? Because looking from the outside, I don't mm-hmm. think he's a captain. Kalen is not a tradition. He's not a stereotypical footballer, mm-hmm. boys. He's almost like he's very left-minded, arty kid. I think, uh, and you're right, if you're looking for someone who's going to do a Chilean speech before the game, you know, I don't think it's going to be Kalen. Kalen's a bloke who um, is a captain who leads with brilliance, mm. inspires by just being able to do really, really special things. Jackson Hastings yep. right, is going to be really good. For, he's going to be brilliant for, for Kalen. Because Jackson, whenever he goes to a side, Jackson, he wants to run the show. Yes. Right? He wants the ball in his hands. And sometimes it gets up the other players, uh, playmakers' noses a little bit. We've yep. seen that. But, mate, there'll be no problem with that in Newcastle. He's a, you know, that's exactly what they need. Saw him last week. You know, he, he um, didn't get off to a bad start, uh, Jackson. But I think in the early season, I think as the season goes on, he, he'll be he'll be invaluable. He, he'll be He'll be a real asset. I, I, do you know, last year, boys, I was chatting to a few of the Newcastle blokes you know, who I played with, and they were like, um, last season, they're like, mate, do you think that they could be top four, Newcastle? And I said, mate, un- unfortunately, pessimistically, I said, I think my concern is they'll be fighting to get out of the bottom four. And due to injuries and a few things, that's how it turned out. They've trained really, really hard. The players look really fit, really determined. I, I think Newcastle are going to have, I think they're going to have a pretty good season. I, I can see, I can see them, sort of, up and around, like finishing anything from eight to ten. I think that they, they're a smoker to slip into one of those bottom top eight spots. Yeah, mm. I, I like the, I like Brayley. I think he's a yeah. I make him captain. Yep. And you've got Jackson there because Jackson doesn't mind standing on toes. I just, from the outside looking in and the meetings I've had with Kalen, he doesn't seem like he like standing on people's toes. He's not a toe stander he's, as such. He's, he's mate, he's such, he's such a nice yeah. bloke. And like I said before, like he's, he's a bloke that leads with actions. And that can be problematic. You know, if you've got a playmaker that leads with brilliance, and like you know him better than anyone, uh, Fletch, is that, like, it took Freddie a long, long time. Like, I think Freddie hit the crossroads around in the late 90s, um, early 2000s, where he was able to win a competition with you blokes. But there was always a big question mark over Freddie's captaincy. Yeah. People saying, oh, he's a brilliant player, but he's not really a captain. And he developed that. Captains have got to have... They've got to have that, that tough edge to them. And they've got to be a bloke who sometimes will put noses out of joint. Like, yeah. I remember, like, Chief, like, he, he was such a great captain. But sometimes Joey and I'd be carrying like a pork chop and he'd just grab us and really pull us in the line. I remember once we were playing a trial game and we're sort of pushing the ball around the park and having a good And Chief, a quarter time, says, and the trial says, mate, boys, just pull it back. Anyway, when Chief turned his back, me and Joey had a little bit of a laugh and he turned around and oh. caught us. And, um, oh, mate, it was uh, it was like, it was nearly a foot race. He, he came over like... <laughs> 
right? It was, but he was, yeah. That 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 was that was Chief's leadership. Chief was a, such he's such a great bloke. But when it comes to the game and being able to pull blokes into line, mate, he just he did it so well. And and then like you know when we had Malcolm really, I mean those two blokes together, you know everyone everyone knew who the bosses were. Better better a clean man, as they say. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Someone uh, on the opposite end of the scale to to Kalen Ponga that uh, that caught my eye during the trials, Matty, was um, Josh Reynolds. Did you see that footage of him laying down the law in the dressing sheds before the Bulldogs trial? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I was surprised. We we spoke about him on uh, breakfast one morning, and I was surprised at the amount of backlash from fans and supporters saying it was a waste of a top thirty spot at the Bulldogs, and they should have brought someone younger in. I, I think mm. based off last week, he might he might get a bit of time in first grade this year. Yeah, James. Well, the thing about it is, with with players these days, with the tops thirty spot, a lot of, I think a lot of clubs, they look at they look at players and they go for brilliance over leadership. Um, and there's not, you know, we're talking about Kalen before, you know, about is he really a captain? But I don't think there's a, I don't think there's an enormous amount of pure captains out there. Mm. Now, the dynamics of the game has changed. I think I I. I I can't really put my finger on it. I think there's, to an extent, I, th- I think one of the reasons will be is it, it, it is is from a, how long ago would it be now? Oh, 15, 20 years is the demise of re- reserve grade. Mm. Having not having, you know, the first grade reserve grade and under twenty ones, because oftentimes when I first started playing, like went up from under twenty ones to reserve grade, or you, you know, you get a couple of games up there. You, I was playing reserve grade alongside blokes that have played State of Origin, like Mick McLean, and a couple of blokes that have represented New Zealand and Australia. And they just, you know, they taught you about leadership, knocking around those older blokes. The first grade, the reserve grade, and the under-21s at Newcastle, you would all train together on the same night. And you just, you, you were just taught from those older blokes. Whereas once the, when it was just first grade, and when they brought Holden Cup and Toyota Cup in, the clubs were just... You know, the clubs were just so, it was so young. And you just looked at it then, you're going, man. You know, it was, there was like less and less of the older blokes in the club. There was like, you know, half a dozen of the older experienced blokes and the rest of them were just greenhorns, just young fellas. So I think that's, I think that's a major reason why you don't see a lot of leadership in clubs at the player front. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back. Your man, uh, Peter Valandos, uh, Valando, as you like to call him, he is a big supporter of having all three grades. So well, was, yeah, he wants to, yeah, was, he wants to have them back. If not, or, or at worst, reserve grade, like a legitimate reserve yeah, grade, yeah. like just following exactly. As, as a fan, it was a better product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You I, got there I think early. So. Yeah, I think so. I think you can. I think you can have, like, it just gets confusing. Like when you have got New South Wales Cup and. And you go right. What club is affiliated with Canberra? Yeah, yeah. With this that's, club and that's that, all... it's murky. Just have first grade and second grade. Yeah. And you know, in the second grade side, you've got to have a certain number of guys. You know, under twenty three or you know, however you want to do it, but you have to find a way to bring guys like you know, like Josh Reynolds in the club that have got experience. And can teach the younger blokes. So that's what Josh. That's what Josh will, will, will bring. You know, he'll be able to bark at him, and the young fellas respect him. And yeah. you know, he's he's got a lot of experience. He knows how to train. 
you know, he knows he knows what success is. He's never won a competition, but you know, he's been in sides that have been firing, playing good, and he's been in sides mm-hmm. that have struggled. So, yeah, the older blokes, the older blokes, the, the well, the impact on, on on the older blokes in the squad is just underestimated. MJ, we started off the show by talking about I, I got lambasted for uh, riding my skateboard on my yeah. wife. She said you're too old for that sort of stuff. So yeah. we opened it up to the listeners, saying what what are some things, what are some activities or clothing or a look that sometimes you just can't get away with it at a certain age. Uh, Missile seems to think man buns aren't a great look. Yeah. Uh, Facial yep. piercings. Piercings if you get over the age of 25. Yeah. Have you, have you got anything that you would well, like to uh, to share with us? I had an experience uh, up at that town we've been talking a lot about. Mm. Um, Byron Bay went up to see Trish and a, a new bloke. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> great fella. Anyway, we went up there and... Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm attracted, right? You know, you get attracted to colours. I'm attracted to the colour green. When I see green, I've got to make sure if I see an item of clothing, I look at it and I go, yeah, I want to buy that. And then go, oh, hang on, it's green. You know, because mm. I, I just buy things that are green. It's it's not easy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, especially so in Byron, I'm, there's lots of things up there you can buy that are green. <laughs> yes, yes, that's mm-hmm. right, Fletch. Apples. And as stuff. you know. So anyway, I'm walking past this store and I see these pair of, Adidas. I had them on yesterday. A pair of like Adidas. I like the Adidas shoes, and it had the green stripes on it. I went, "Oh yeah, how good is that?" And I looked at it, and I had a look up, and the store was a skateboarding shop. And I thought, "Oh no!" So I, I just didn't have the heart to walk in there. So anyway, I got Trista going and buying for me. <laughs> Because I think when you get to a certain age, unless you're Tony Hawk, you shouldn't be seen in a skateboard shop. Oh, so what? What you're embarrassed because you don't you don't get embarrassed very easily. What you were yeah. thinking you don't want to go in there because it's a skate shop. When I was a young bloke, like, I used to hear about people having a midlife crisis and go, oh, that'll never be me. Until you hit past 50 and you start to find yourself doing certain things and you go, mate, I can't do that anymore. Like, I used to wear, like, you know, naturally, I'd wear sort of sand shoes yeah. and not well, dress shorts to a certain extent and socks. But then my boys started wearing socks and we'd go down to go to dinner and look, and we're almost dressed identically. So I just have to go and put a pair of thongs on. I'm mindful of that. Yeah, but you're a fun dad. Yes. You're a jovial dad, so you can, yes. get, you can get away with that. Well, that's the thing that's changed a lot, isn't it? Like, in age, like like my old man having his mum and dad about 18, something like that. So I remember once, I, I, I vividly remember this, it was New Year's Eve up at uh, up the the caravan park we used to go on holidays to and as it was New Year's Eve and as it was hitting midnight dad and his mates were sitting around and they were singing meatloaf right and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself oh my god I hope I'm never that old he was 28 (laughs) (laughs) and you have a look at some of the footballers like like you look at all the old pictures of the footballers like Stan Jurd and Bob O'Reilly and that and mate you know, nothing against the boys. I'd hate to have been listening to this, but Stan and, and the Bear, mate, they looked 50 when they were 22. Well, well Matty, you know what spun me out? I was watching Cheers the other day and, you know, the TV show with Norm and Cliff, Cliff yep. and Cloven. They were 34 when that was filmed. What? Yeah, Norm was 34, so he's on for four or five seasons, whatever it was, so 34 to 40. I just remember looking mate. at them going, mate, when I was a I kid. know. Old yeah. dudes, like we're we just generally yeah. aging better these days. No, must be, it, 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 must yeah. be. Yeah, it's a micro. Well, you told me sure. before you were fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought. Like, where's your receding hairline? 50, are you grey hairs? Fifty-one. Yeah, you, 51. Yeah. 51. Well, I'll show you where mine are. <laughs> anyway, mate, uh, 
but yeah, people are, that like every single day, it's like we wake up and there's someone who was part of your childhood has just fallen off the purse. I wake up this morning, Sophia Lorenz passed. Is she? No, going, no, no. Jeez. No, is it yeah, a record? Oh, rac- I know Rochelle Welch, the rac- record. Oh, Rochelle Welch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is it Rochelle Welch? Yeah. Rachel- oh, Apologies to Sophia Lorenz. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> Raquel Welsh. Raquel Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I always got him confused. Sorry, no. Sophia's still kicking, I hope. Yeah, right. Bo Derek still going? Uh, she's around. Yeah, yep. Who yeah. are these people? These supermodels from back in the day? No, they're, but, they're actresses. But, oh, actresses. Okay. But what about um, like rock stars these days? Like there's rock stars. I listened to an interview the other day with Iggy Pop, well, today, with Rick Rubin. And he's talking about, yeah, I'm going on tour and I'm doing this and... Uh, you know, I was out in the surf the other day. And I was sitting there going, "Mate, Iggy Pop must be—he must be mid seventies." And like back in the day, if you're in your mid seventies, you were sitting on the lounge with a with a blanket on your legs, yeah. like Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson from ACDC. Yeah, he'd have to be—he'd have to be almost in his late seventies. What about Angus your, Young? What about Jimmy Barnes? What about your man, Barnes? He'd be sixties. Mid sixties. Jimmy'd be pushing. He'd be pushing seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He'd be pushing us. Like it's just, it's just so, it's so different. Maybe it's the Garys. Anyway, Matthew, we're going to have to let you Could go. Be. We're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to let you go back because I know you got your NBA singlet on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah mate. You're sitting the green around. Adidas. Got to be watching the uh, green Adidas. Oh the yeah, Bucks. mate. The Bucks. Oh, I love, I love the Bucks, mate. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the Aussie. Team Ingles. That's right. Team Ingles. 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 All right, mate. Well, enjoy and uh, good luck with day two of. 75 day hard. Yes, and mate, tomorrow, Joe, the eighth immortal, uh, joins us for morning. Oh, he's back. I didn't think he'd get a call up for season two. We've got the we've got big exciting news. Me and Joey last night went to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Go and see it. It is outstanding. Jason Donovan plays Frankenfurter. Oh, I awesome. thought it was Craig McLaughlin was the... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, was he no, the tra- no. Was he the transvestite? No, Sweet transvestite? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I think, he, I think he's he the stand-in. Yes. Oh, okay. So oh. he's not there. No, no, okay, and, mate, it was fantastic. Close. Like, I suggested to Joey sh- we should go dressed up. I was jeaning up and Joey turned up as riffraff. <laughs> it was awesome. You should have seen him go when the time walk come. On. <laughs> oh, very Too good. Gary's. Uh, <laughs> see you, Matthew. Thanks for your time, Matty. See you, nice boys. Matty joins us.